inside 50. What can Petrarca do? The snap from Christian Petrarca is bouncing. Oh. It's gone through. That is unbelievable. Well, how bloody good is that? What a win by the D's. The beers are certainly tasting a bit sweeter tonight after we hold on for a gritty win against a pretty inaccurate Saints outfit who certainly have their chances, but our collective defensive structure and another colossal performance from the brick wall that is Stephen May allowed us to claim the four points. Christian Petrarca stood tall, moving into a key forward role and blasted away in the first quarter, setting the tone for the Ds with his absolute bomb from 60 metres that sailed through the big sticks and disappeared into the backdrop that is the red centre of Australia. In what was a quiet day for our midfield, the second half turned into a defensive slog for both sides where the goals dried up along with most of the slick ball use as well. A big fourth quarter from Clayton Oliver, especially in the stoppages, enabled the Ds to control the ball with poise, even without scoring, and then it took an absolute leg break from Christian Petrarca to seal it for the Ds, as we heard at the top of the pod, that great call there by James Brayshaw, and it was certainly a hard-in-your-mouth sort of stuff in that last couple of minutes, but by golly, it was bloody good. And so again this week, we have our dear friend Steffi, who has decided to just focus on the red and the blue out of the red, white, and blue for this week. As a neutral slash D supporter, Steffi, how are you going? Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Timmy, for having me again. It's, uh, look, it's Monday. We're off to a good start. Another remote week of learning with our kids. And yeah, after the dog's performance on the weekend, happy to get rid of the white for a bit and talk about those Ds. That's it. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure you would have been keen just to uh, leave the result as it was at quarter time <laughs> and, 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 you know, just sort of take the win from there. Yeah, half time, I was just, I was just not happy. See you later, dogs. What, what was that? Yeah, it was actually a weekend of sort of comebacks with, uh, with, with the, uh, the Cats the bombers. And, and the Bombers coming back from, from big leads. So It was. A few surprises. Anyway, let's let's get to the real the real game of the, <laughs> the the game of the round and the game that we're here to talk about, and that That's is it. the D's versus the Saints. It was it was a pretty uh, it was an interesting game, a game of I wouldn't say skillful mm. is not a word Display, that comes to mind at the end, but let's like every week, let's let's start off with some of the things that we did like. So we're gonna we call this this, this segment is uh, coined by the same phrase as, you know, one of those football cliches and, and kindly put into words by Bernie Vince, I think, back after a game in 2017. <laughs> so, with credit to the boys. I'm through credit to the boys. And- so, the first credit to the boys that I want to talk about is our superstar in the making in Christian Petrarca, who played a little bit of a different role on the weekend. And I'm still not quite sure if that was just a situational change due to a heavy tag, either by Seb Ross, I think, who went straight to him, and whether he was moved forward to sort of try and shake the tag a little bit, but he really set the tone for the D's, especially with that 60 meter drop punt to, to get us get us on the board. And uh, yeah, he just played an absolute ripper of a game. He, he proved that you know he doesn't he doesn't just have to be in the midfield to impact the game, and and proves to be a absolute match winner, including that. I mean that leg break of a goal in that fourth quarter to really seal the win for the D's. But he's just he's just looking like. Week in, week out, he's just a match winner mm. off his boot. And I think he he's getting some pretty dangerous comparisons, but he is playing with confidence. And I think that's it's only going to it's only gonna get better for him. He uh, Was it four goals for Petrarca? Yeah, it was. Is that four a personal goals, best? Four goals, one. I think it matched his personal best. Matched, so yeah. That was the first thing that I really liked. It was really on a night where our forwards, we weren't quite sure where the goals mm. were coming from. We, we, weren't, we weren't getting supply, I guess, to our normal forward line, I think. So it kind of made... Forced a little bit of a different look, and, and yeah. yeah, he was spectacular. What about you, Steffi? What was one thing that you noticed? I've said it before, I think last week, Timmy, and I'll say it again. Stephen May. 
He was fantastic. Every time it felt like in that second half, particularly, I just noticed him. And um, yeah, every time the ball sort of came down into the 50, the Saints kicked it in and he was just there, wasn't he? Just in his he big was. glory. He's just, <laughs> he was, yeah. he's just unreal. So yeah, it's, I think it's his presence as well, not just his abilities, but his, pre- his presence down there is a bit, a bit of magic going on down there, down the back line for the Ds. There is, yeah. And I think, I, I mean, I heard him speak, speak a little bit on the Sunday footy show and he's just, he's just a really grounded player. Mm. Like he, he doesn't have... I don't, he doesn't get caught up in expectations. I think he, mm. he sort of said, like, I like to play to I play like we're going to lose all the time. So, yeah. like, he's kind of always got that sense of urgency. And I think, obviously, this year, you know, he's just matured so much and just shown what an asset he is to our How club. old is he? He's 28. I think yeah, just so not long-term 28. Yeah, so. so he's not so much as a senior player, but he's got a bit of a few years under his belt to lead those young, young guns Absolutely. out there. Absolutely, and ex-co-captain of the Suns mm. as well, too. Absolutely. So. And one other thing that I found that was just, I suppose, really pleasing from the last few weeks, we've obviously had a few really big wins over some, I guess, mediocre clubs in the last few weeks. And for us to come up against a quality side, a side that's competing for the top four, mm. and really nut out a a gritty, close win and sort of really, I suppose, control the ball in that last quarter, even though that second half was completely devoid of of much skill whatsoever, mm. it really looked like that in that fourth quarter we had control of the ball. Even though we weren't scoring, we would just have that sort of mental capability of, okay, doing what needs to be done to get the four points. And yes, it certainly was uh, heart in your mouth sort of stuff and, and pretty <laughs> shaky towards the end. I know was. I was pretty on the edge of my seat, but it's just good to show the maturity of the club. And I think the close a close win like that can do wonders for a football club that mm. needs to gain momentum as as the finals are approaching and, and in terms of destiny is in our own hands. So hopefully that this just plays a role in uh, in, in the next few games and, and moving on. It's that belief, isn't it? Instilling that belief. Yeah, absolutely. Pretty, I'm, pretty pissed, I'm pretty pissed off still. Um, it's not good enough. Of course, with the things that we do like, we do have to flip the coin and look at the other side of things. And, and this this segment is, uh, is called Pretty Pissed Off. And as, as rightfully put by Stephen May after our... Uh, dismal performance against Port Adelaide, but we don't talk about that game. No. But we can still find things that we can certainly improve on, as Goody likes to say. I oh, will just, uh, and I, maybe maybe I could get that for a soundbite. You know, we'll review the footage and get better at it. Maybe that's, maybe <laughs> maybe we should recall this like segment that. That, that, yeah. that could work. But I suppose the first thing that, the thing that I didn't really like and was pretty pissed off about is just, I think having such a dominant Ruckman, we, we've now a bit of a dangerous trend of not taking advantage of mm the stoppages and and we've been losing a lot of the center clearances and we've been losing some of the contested ball especially being a team that prides themselves on being a contested contested team contested ball use team and having a premier ruckman that you know is an absolute superstar in his ruck craft but i think teams now are they're either planning to just they they read maxi's taps mm. uh where we're getting beaten out of the center clearances uh in the in the stoppages there and I just are we becoming too predictable? I don't know, but I think I think it might be time to try and mix it up a little bit because we're not don't seem to be getting much reward out of that, and teams just seem to be getting away. Like Jack Steele, I think you know he he played an absolute ripper of a game, but you know he's the one that came to mind that that seemed to just read the ball, read read the ball, read the flight of the ball out of Maxi's hands mm. and just take and run with it. And we need to make sure that with the midfield that we've got and the ruckman that we've got, we should be doing more with that. So hopefully that's something that we can uh, we can try and improve on. But was there anything, Steffi, that sort of stood out to you? And 
Yeah, look, it's, it was it was a it was a great game to watch, as you said. It was towards that end. It was it was a sitting on the edge of the couch sort of thing. But I felt in that last quarter, Timmy, there was a lot of turnovers, turnover after turnover, a lot of bombing it in, not looking. A little bit of panic, I think, may have crept in from both sides, and it was just sort of not getting past that center square a lot. It was just in out in out, and and not yeah, as you said before, you mentioned about the reward. There wasn't a lot of reward factor, was there? Yeah, no, that's right. And it, it really, as it says, that second half it turned into such a such a slog fest, mm. you know, defensively and. And really, I think the Ds found themselves doing kind of what we want our opponents to do and just bombing it long down the line. And yeah. we weren't, it was just, as you said, it was just ping-ponging up and back down the down the field without without any score and out, without any reward. So we did get, I suppose, stuck in a bit of a trend that way. But it, I guess flipping back to the positive side, it was mm. good to see that we at least did the right things to be able to control the ball at least when we could and do enough to get the win. So, but yeah, absolutely. I, I can, it, was, uh, it was pretty ugly to watch. With all the positives, Timmy, though, there was a couple of negatives which we have discussed. Is that all? Can you find another one? No, look, I think at one point there was a pretty clear uh, pretty clear comment from the commentators about the Ds tackling. And, and yeah. I think tackling has been an issue for the Ds for, for a long time. I think when we look at tackle counts, and it doesn't always tell the whole story. But I think at one point towards the end of the third quarter, I think they said that the Ds had had two tackles for the entire quarter in total, which I think mm. is pretty pretty dismal and pretty yeah. disappointing. Like I looked at looked at the individual stats and look, Jack Viney, who's always going to put his heart out there when he when it comes to tackling, and I mean he he himself had a pretty quiet game and I think was was thrown to steal on that last quarter to try and kind of put some clamps on him. He led the team in tackles with six, but then after that you had Clayton Oliver with four, and then I think the next best were a range of threes, twos, and then a lot of mm-hmm. zeros, including Aaron Vandenberg who. You know, I love Vanders and I love what he does for our team. And but for a bloke that's in there for his toughness and his, I suppose to to give a bit of that presence defensively and tackling, he he to have zero it, zero impact on the game. Like it, mm. he didn't really do a whole lot there. So that's that's I think certainly something that we need to look at and improve on, especially when it comes to uh, more I suppose more credible sides that are going to punish you a lot more. Given that the Saints were so inaccurate, the story could have been a little bit different. Yeah. All right, Timmy, that brings us now to one of our favourite segments, the Macca's Encouragement Award. Who's getting it and why? Well, I feel like a little bit of a cop-out this week. Can't give it to Stephen May as much as I'd love to. (laughs) He gets gets too much attention and too much praise, rightfully so. But there's been a lot of, I suppose, a lot of calling for this bloke to get a game. And he was back on the side this week and, and really proved the fan hype around him and we can certainly see that he's going to be a really important part of Melbourne's future especially at the back line and that's Trent Rivers who who probably I think a couple of weeks ago was stiff to lose his spot I think we had Lockhart come back in but there was a bit of a change especially on our back line this week where we had uh we had Rivers come in we had Wagner come in for his first game in a couple of uh in a couple of years and and I think we're really excited about what Rivers brings us. He, he's a very classy player, and and just I think he came from the same club as Luke Jackson, and I think they've drafted him together because we, we're hoping that they want to stay and play together for a long time. But he just gives us, as I suppose, the run and carry that we kind of need off half back, especially with some aging, uh, some aging players off half back like Hibo and stuff. He's on the wrong side of thirty. I think Rivers is certainly the future, and he's just a good decision maker for such a young kid. And I think that he's just going to get better with with games under his belt and I think we've just got to continue to play him and, and if that means at the expense of somebody like a Jay Lockhart um, where we've got kind of a couple of those interchangeable positions in the back half 
I think we've just got to give the games to Riv and, and, and watch him flourish because he played a fantastic game on the weekend. And it'll be interesting to see next week, you know, when we play Sydney, what sort of role does he does he get? Does he get a bit of a lockdown role on uh, on Tommy Papley or something? Or, or, you know, give him a bit of a challenge and see how he stands up. But really excited to have him back on the side and really excited to see what he brings to us. So, so Trent, well done. Uh, congratulations on a fantastic game. And... Uh, Go and enjoy a uh, free small fries and a free small Coke uh, on us. (laughs) So we'd just like to take a minute to thank everyone for supporting the podcast, Attention to Detail, listening along on Spotify. Remember, you can follow on Facebook and on Instagram. And on the weekend, we posted a photo and we popped it out to fans and to anyone listening along for any burning questions, any topic points they wanted to follow or have anything they wanted to ask. And we got a couple of rippers, Timmy. We did. We did. We had. We, it's been great. There's been a fair bit of traffic on the, uh, especially on the Instagram page, mm. attention, attention to Detail Pod. So for, for those of you playing at home, um, attention to Detail Pod, one word, if you want to follow, <laughs> give us a... Give us a search and, and follow on Instagram if you if you haven't already. But yeah, we we had we had a fair few people uh, leaving some great questions and comments on the post. And there was one that kind of caught my eye in terms of somebody made a bit of a comment about about the team and team selection. And team selection is always such a I suppose a hot topic for debate. But uh, this is from Defa Billy who who commented, unfortunately the game is past Chunk Omac and Wagner. Don't cut the mustard. Good win when you look at the selected team and. I think with with Nate Jones, it's it's one of those things is we just got to take. Uh, I suppose his passion his passion plays such a large role in I suppose in the club, and I mean that bloke bleeds red and blue, and I can understand how people question some of his form, and, and it has been form, you know has been questionable as of late, and then that's obviously reflected in him being in and out of the side. But there's no doubt that him at his best, and I think there was a couple of great examples in that Collingwood game about what he brings to the club, and even if it's only little things that he does really well. I think that he uh, he's certainly not the player he used to be, but he's certainly got value in there. And for Omak and Wagner, I mean, Omak, there was a bit of shades of old uh, Omak, and he's been a bit of a punching bag for the D supporters for the last few years. But he did okay for the weekend. And, and Wagner, I mean, as I said, it's that interchangeable last spot off halfback at the moment where... Uh, we've got a few players that we can rotate through, especially in the condensed season. So, no, I can I can understand that they probably don't make the finals selected team, and especially Omak and Wagner, I don't think belong in there. But, uh, yeah, still plenty up for debate. So keep keep up the comments. It's, it's great to be interactive. Try and get back to as many people as I can uh, on the comments. So keep it up. We've also got an email address, uh, attention to detail pod at gmail.com. So feel free to email any questions or feedback or comments about about the podcast or if there's anything like that but yeah make sure you keep subscribed to the podcast on spotify we, we do aim to get one out once a week uh for a game review with uh, with steffi and i so uh again can't thank you enough for all your support from everybody and, and it's been great to see uh, a, a few people giving it a listen which is a pleasant surprise to think that People actually uh, want to listen to us rambling about you the can enjoy what we have to say. Yeah. Hopefully. So, well, that is it for another week. It's uh, what's that round? What, what number was that? Round fifteen. Fifteen, I yeah. think. Was it? Jeez. Well, 14, what, what four games to go. Yeah, it's coming. The to season. End. So, yeah, some very important, very important games coming up for the D's and well, and and the dogs as <laughs> and well the too. Yeah, that's but it. that's all right. We're, you know what? Maybe maybe you might get your own thirteen second segment on on every week to talk about the dogs. That'd be great. I think that's all people might be able to put up with. But um, thanks again so much for joining us. I know it's a 
I know it's a big commitment shift to uh, to change to change colours for what about forty two minutes, but I uh, right. really appreciate your insights. Thanks, Timmy. It's been a pleasure once again. But who the D's got this week? Uh, we have the Sydney Swans up in Cairns. Ooh. So that's I think Thursday night. Yeah, uh, quick what, turnaround four, for the D's. Four forty. Yeah, five day break. Mm. Uh, be interested to see if Hibbo gets up after his ankle injury. Yeah, but yeah, four forty. How are you going to go with time? Look. Can't take them lightly. Mm. Uh, we've got, you know, this this so-called 17th uh, hardest remaining fixture in the league. However, this Sydney pretty much ran with Port for three and a half quarters yeah. uh, on the weekend. I, we can't take any team lightly, and I think I think the team's pretty good at at least saying that they do that, whether they do that or not. But yeah. I, I think I think we just got to make sure that we keep up that consistency. And and yeah, I I could probably see us winning by maybe let's say forward line fires. Let's go 27 points. Locking it I in? Said, yeah. 27? Yeah, D's absolutely. by 27. You heard it here first. Attention to detail pod. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, Steffi. Thanks, thanks Timmy. Good on you. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next week. Go, D's.